The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. Swainevent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. I'm Jason Swain. It is Tuesday, February the 6th. It is a great day to have a great day. We plan on doing that. Start right now, Ben McKee. At least I hope you started that the moment your foot or your feet hit the floor this morning. Ben McKee. What it do? What it do, baby? I hope you're as great as I am because I'm as great as a Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs duet this morning. Um, I, I see people talking about it, man. I did not watch the Grammys. Well, I, I didn't watch the Grammys, but uh, Luke Car Luke Luke Cars Luke Combs is one of my favorite artists right now in any genre and uh, Fast Cars is, is one of my favorite songs and obviously Tracy Chapman I assume wrote and also sang obviously the original version and uh, very cool to see Luke Combs hand Miss Chapman her flowers during the Grammy so I, I don't get into the Grammys either but uh, with that being one of my favorite songs right now and uh, knowing the history behind it that, that was a really really cool moment that circulated on social media from the Grammys yeah, I've been I've been seeing um, a lot of tweets about it, a lot of positive messages about it. We need that in our world today, Swain. You already know, and so uh, maybe after the show, I'll take a look at it. It's been it's been a hundred miles per hour, man, hundred miles per hour. So fast cars would be a good song for you then. Well, I'll have to check it out then. The How lead today. We know Tennessee put up 103 points against Kentucky. That was fun to watch. I know that was uh, a great atmosphere. You being there pregame, there's talk about, and this is the Jimmy Dykes of the world and folks that were there saying that uh, Rupp Arena was was one of the best atmospheres pregame that they've seen in a long time. Like, Kentucky was ready to go, man. Fans was ready to go. Can you give us an example of what you saw, what you experienced pregame uh, on Saturday night? 
Uh, I'm, I'm a little distracted by Chip Payne setting it off like little boozy on uh, on the text box right before we even really get going the, 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 this morning. But uh, I, I did. What's that? So he's not he's not warming up this morning. Just straight. No, he he, he went. He's he's in that thing like don't connect in the second half okay. uh, of most basketball games. I mean, Chip Payne wasted zero time getting down to business again, setting it off like he's a little boozy or something. Oh, Chip Payne! Oh man, can't read that. No, can't can't read that. Sorry for uh, for teasing the the listener out there, but I I honestly didn't notice anything pregame. If I'm being completely honest, in terms of it it being different than than any other game it was loud very loud but it was what i expected it's rup arena a top 10 showdown it it, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary pregame uh now during the game when kentucky did make its run in the first half after tennessee jumped out to a lead that's when it was very noticeable to me just how loud it was inside of rup arena and i i was just very confused as to to why it sounded like that there with pretty much the same amount of people as Thompson Bowling Arena. And it just seemed louder there for whatever reason. I don't know if it was because I was sitting up higher and, and I'm closer to the floor and, and I just don't hear the the noise as as well in Thompson Bowling because of where I sit in the press section. But uh it it was it was very, very loud when Kentucky made its run in the first half and um Kudos to Tennessee. There, there have been a lot of Tennessee basketball teams that have gone into that arena and been swallowed up by that wave of of emotions and, and atmosphere from Rupp and uh, this, this Tennessee team. Every time Kentucky made a run, somebody, multiple guys, yep. stepped up and, and made big-time shots. And, and I, I think it all started from the top down. Rick Barnes sitting Zakai Ziegler down and saying that he needs a change in demeanor. He He needs to be willing to get on the guys more. Rick can't be the only guy getting on two guys is what Rick said post game. And uh, there's a trickle down effect to Zakai and he spearheaded it. Zakai said that the team chatted for an hour, hour and a half after the loss to South Carolina about how they can't continue to put pressure on DK. And just, it wasn't necessarily that age old team meeting <laughs> that, that everybody hears about. It wasn't that serious, but, uh, just everybody sitting down and, and getting on the the same page, and because they don't want to lose, so it, it was a trickle down effect from Zakai to Santi to Josiah. I, I saw it in practice; those guys were were clearly more vocal in practice leading up to Kentucky. Uh, Rod Clark, assistant coach, uh, he he gathered the team up post Friday practice and, and kind of lit into them and uh, held court for five to ten minutes after practice. Lighting, lighting into them, uh, and, and Josiah talked about how the the message was: we're trying to win a championship. There's no time to hurt each other's feelings right now, or get hurt feelings because somebody tries to correct you in a positive manner. So, it started with Rick Barnes, and it trickled on down. And because of that leadership, I felt like they were able to perform the way that they did and uh, overcome all of those Kentucky runs that Kentucky did make. Yeah, that's 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 what it's about, man. Every count the team in order to reach your full potential potential you got to have leadership um simple as that and how do you handle adversity 
how do you even ha- handle success? I think it depends on the leadership that you have. And it can't just be the coaches. It has to be from within. And being a leader sometimes is re- really hard because you're holding your peers accountable. People who are just like you. They're um, and outside the locker room, everyone feels like they're, they're the same. And they don't want to feel like they're bigger than the team. But it's not you being bigger than a team. It's you having a gift. It's you having responsibility as a point guard or an upperclassman or or a good player, productive player, um, or quarterback to do what you have to do to help your team reach their full potential. And so that's why sometimes losses in midweek games or even weekend games can be beneficial as long as it's early enough and as long as you learn from it. And it seems like this team learned from the game against South Carolina. Um, on the locker room, I got a chance to ask Zakai Ziegler, got a chance to ask him you know, off off camera um, before the game about you know that South Carolina game. I actually asked Rick Barnes on The Nation on Sunday about the lesson that was learned last week, bouncing back from South Carolina, beating Kentucky. Will that lesson be applied this week? And what did he – what did uh, – he feel like his team learned. And it's simply every time you go out there in the court, it don't matter who you're playing. Like, you got to be ready because South Carolina has shown you that you can be beat. You you can be beat. And I don't want to make it seem like the South Carolina's not a good basketball team. They're a dang good basketball team. I, I think they're fun to watch. I enjoy Top watching South Carolina. Now. Huh? Top 15 team now. Yeah. they. I mean, they deserve it. I enjoy watching them just play the game on Tuesday. As much as I wanted Tennessee to win, they they deserve that win. They earned that win. So that's a good wake up call for for uh, this Tennessee basketball team. And I asked Chris Lofton yesterday on Joshua Swain which player or players can Tennessee afford to have an off scoring night but still win. And I. Gave him four choices between Zakai Ziegler, Dog Connect, Josiah Jordan James, and Santiago Vescovi. And he picked Santi and Josiah, meaning Z can't have any off games. Z, Z, Z got to go. And I asked Z about that on Sunday because I had made a statement along those lines in the first segment. Uh, of the locker room. I know I'm referencing like all these different shows. <laughs> like, my goodness, locker room and the nation and Joshua Swain. Um, but just trying to put it all together here. Uh, but I asked Z, like, you, you, do you understand? Like, you can't have any off games. Like, you got to score. I think this was off camera. He was like, yeah, I, I know. I know. I know. I know what I got to do. I know. And so he, they don't, they don't need him to score 26. Every night, I don't even know that they need him to score twenty every night. No, but the the foot has to be on the gas, and he has to have the intensity that he had on Saturday night. You you could tell he had intensity he Tuesday. Had, he had intensity. He did. He he, he just, just didn't. Did, he didn't. It. He did not control the offense, and he did not produce offensively for himself. And for his teammates, I mean, 
Dude, he had 13 assists and two turnovers against Kentucky, against South Carolina. What do you have, like three assists? Three, ass- and three two assists turnovers? and two turnovers. Yeah, so uh, that, that's, that's where Z has to be on. Every, but going back to the Vanderbilt, Van, there was I'm not saying Zakai didn't play with effort, but it we, we expect a different level of effort from Zakai. That that's what makes him so special, and, and I don't I don't know that he had played to that level of effort and intensity the last couple of games. Not saying they didn't play with any of it at all, especially that first half at Vanderbilt. I, I, I thought it was an un un Zakai Ziegler like performance in, in a lot of ways. But the, the overall point is what you just said is like he he doesn't have to score twenty to thirty points for this team to to do what it did. They they just they they need that floor general. They very much like Jordan Bone was as a junior that year that they went to the Sweet 16. He he has to have complete ma- command of this basketball team on both ends of the floor. And uh Kentucky could not defend Zakai. The Zakai blew past every single person that Kentucky tried to put on him. And part of that is Kentucky's atrocious on defense, but still uh credit to Zakai for for taking advantage of that. And then the defensive intensity from Zakai was significantly different than the previous couple of games. And uh he, he made life very, very difficult uh on Kentucky's guards and 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 was just an absolute pest. And I mean that in the best way possible. And uh you know, I'll take credit for a couple of things, to be honest with you. Oh, my gosh. Was- Zakai walked in with the all-black shoes on for warm-ups, and I looked to my buddy Ryan Shumper, and I said, he's going for a double-double, 30 and 12. 30 he's got the all-black all shoes on. He's got that black Air Force One energy in the building tonight. Z's not playing around. He's going for 30 and 12 tonight, and he came up four points Short, but I'm not taking credit for that. I'm just pointing out how smart I am uh, because I'm sure Neela Mafia or Swain has already pointed out how I got something else wrong. Um, but where I am taking credit, hate to do this, but I'm going to do it. I stood next to Chris Lofton for the national anthem. I, Chris Lofton and I were chopping it up, said hello to each other, uh, said hello to Tony Vitello because Tony and Chris were practically sitting next to each other. And uh, Chris and I were chopping it up about dead-end barbecue and the national anthem rudely interrupted our conversation about dead-end barbecue and how we need to get back to dead-end barbecue what? Uh, the, the next time he, he's in town. that That's that's the first thing Chris always asks me when, when he sees me. I don't know if he asks you the same, but first thing, he says, hey, Ben, how are you? And then he says, when's the last time you were at dead-end? Yeah, really and then I, I tell him. He just wants to get to the good stuff. Ask he just wants to talk about when's the last time I was at Dead End, what I had to eat at Dead End, and can we go to Dead End with Swain the next time we're in town. So uh, we were talking about that. National Anthem played. I stood next to the GOAT, Chris Lofton, during the National Anthem. So I think that at that moment, I knew Tennessee was going to win. On top of Zakai having the, the all-black Air Force energy, Air Force One energy in the building on, on Saturday night. Um. I noticed Chris there really early in the game and um, felt like this team owed Chris Lofton a victory. With how this yes. team performed last year when, when Chris Lofton got his number uh, and Jersey retired. Um, d- during the game, there's some weird stuff going on. For, for some reason, a gentleman by the name 
of Bradshaw, Aaron Bradshaw, Aaron. who is 226 pounds at 7'1". I didn't know he was that tall. Uh, didn't look that tall on TV, but hey, they had they have several seven footers. Seven one two twenty six decided that he was going to push Toby Walker in the back. Did you see the way Toby looked at him? <laughs> that was a Samuel L. Jackson look. I will kill you, MF. That's 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 what it looks like. That's that's the look that he gave Aaron Bradshaw. And I don't know why the ref gave all those texts out because one dude pushed another dude in the back, like really, really hard. But uh, especially Ganey, Ganey was. I mean, I guess you're ta- getting getting him for taunting, for clapping yeah. in the face. Maybe he said a magical word that, that we don't know about. But to me, they, they threw Ganey in there because it should have been first one should have been on. Um, Dillingham, for he he instigated it. He did by swatting at at the ball multiple times after the whistle, yep. and, and then giving Tobey a light bump, and then Tobey bumped him back, and then Bradshaw comes out of nowhere, thinking that he plays for Arkansas, gives him a two hand shove in the back and a little extra stuff in in the midst of of the the brouhaha, and. Uh, Deserved a technical for that. And then I, I feel like they, they gave Ganey one just because they could get away with him clapping just to have offsetting double techs on, on multiple people on both sides. I think it's time for a break. I, I, I had never seen Tobey like that. His, I was surprised to hear uh, multiple teammates and uh, coaches say afterwards that they've seen a little bit of that in, in practice because – in, in the practices that I've been there over the last two years, and obviously I'm not at every single one uh, during the season. I'm at two a week. But I, I've never seen Tobey get that mad in practice. Never have seen him get that mad in practice. I was talking to one of the staff members after interviews as they were getting on the bus, walking to the bus, and I was walking back to start on my postgame work, and uh, we were laughing about Tobey, and, and he said that he, he looked, he thought he was going to need a tranquilizer out there to to, to calm Tobey down. Though those eyes were popping out of his head. I mean, he he went from a gentle giant to the Incredible Hulk, the Orange Hulk, in, in a matter of of seconds. You know, Tennessee's had the Orange Mamba with Jordan McRae. I I, I think Tobey Awaka has earned the the nickname for now, the Orange Hulk. And uh, and, and kudos for a not backing down in that moment. Kudos to Tobey for not backing down in that moment and answering the bell after that moment because he he took it to Kentucky for a couple of minutes after that brouhaha. I love saying that. Uh, the, the brouhaha. Uh, he took it to Kentucky and uh, provided them very important minutes. I think you and I have talked about it multiple times on here. They don't need Tobey to give them Jonas-type production, but Tobey has to be a factor. He has to give them what he gave them against Kentucky and hopefully for his sake and Tennessee's sake that was a nice turning point and down the road we look back on that moment as being a turning point in Tobey's season because they need that from Tobey moving forward. Orange Huck, huh? A65 255 it's time for Ben to sit in timeout. He's throwing several comments this segment that uh, I will need to recover from and uh, need some time to regroup. So we'll do that 
Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Stay with us. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Are you okay now? Are you ready to come out of the get out of the corner? Am I ready to come out of what? Corner, man. Corner. Corner. Corner, sir. Will you answer? Will you answer Chip Payne's question? Huh? Will you answer Chip Payne's question? I don't think I want to. He 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 reworked it. Don't mention Nelson from Jackson's comment, though. Nelson doesn't want to participate unless he's recruiting. I'm surprised he's not upset with us on the text box about how long we just talked about basketball. I mean, beat Kentucky. He scored 103 points. It's Nelson, though. I mean, it's it's the... I will say, though, the last couple of times I've seen Nelson, he's been in that, that slim-fitting number one Kennedy Chandler jersey. Uh, so hopefully he's washing that thing in between the, the times that I've seen him in, in that Kennedy Chandler number one all-orange Tennessee basketball jersey. I think it's all-orange. I think he also has a white one, too. Yes, now that, that's, a, that's a good fan right there, Swain. When you, when you have the home and, and the away jersey, that's a good fan right there. You should take notes. I got jerseys. 
I mean, there's, you know, I, you don't necessarily believe in wearing jerseys because you don't like to have another name's man on what? your back. Another name's man. Another man's name on your back. Uh, but these NIL jerseys, these, these Tennessee jerseys from Alumni Hall, I mean, you, you could rock those. They don't have names on the back of them. I know. I got, I got, I got a, um, Baseball jersey. You tried it on for for next Friday. Um, we gotta make sure Thanksgiving and Christmas didn't get the best of you. A little snug right now, buddy. A little snug right now. Tennessee did have a big recruiting weekend with its junior day. Several top prospects in town. Offensive linemen, which I know makes you happy, were, were in town. Tennessee's offensive line board looks really nice at the moment. We'll see if they can capitalize in the long run. Had a big-time quarterback in town as well in the 2026 class. Are already looking for the next quarterback. Top 100 quarterback from uh, Hendon Hooker's neck of the woods and, and has done some some training with Hendo Cinco's father. I mean, that's, that's what you got to do. You got to recruit. With the future in mind, you get your 2025 quarterback sealed. You gotta, you gotta seal the next class. You gotta work on the next class. Tennessee looks to be doing that. So, I heard it was a really good weekend. Gotta keep it up. This is the time. I think Tennessee with. Themselves being in the news right now in the college sports world with the whole NCAA um, court case coming up, and uh, Tom Mars is crushing the NCAA on Twitter. X, X Twitter. I don't know how the NCAA is going to have a a case here when you have Charlie Baker not too long ago during the interview admit that there were no rules right now. Regarding NIL. <laughs> oh boy. Rough. That that's that that was the moment where the Tennessee representatives and the the, the Attorney General and, and Tom Mars and Dondi Plowman, as if they had not already had these moments, but that was the, the this was this was the ultimate moment of you know you messed up right. Oh yeah, you know you messed up right. Yeah, it's um not 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 looking good for this double A, um, which you just hate to see. I mean, you just absolutely hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be some ramifications. You know, if this double A goes down. Uh, there's going to be some people that that are uh, negligent. Uh, affected, um, there will be, but hey, we, we're at this point for a reason. There's been some talk, Ben, and some concern and worry about defensive line coach Rodney Garner and his conversations with the. Uh, Auburn people are freaking out that you know, he could he could he could leave he could leave Tennessee, and 
He played at Auburn. He's coached at Auburn once before. Auburn's defensive line coach left to go to the NFL because a lot of coaches are looking to go to the NFL. And uh, they have an opportunity to do that. Looks like they're taking it. By the way, I saw where newspaper in Kentucky threw out T. Martin's name as a potential candidate as offense coordinator. Um, I don't see that happening. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't see that happening. Be very surprised if it does. Well, the 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 one positive for T and and jumping ship from the Ravens would be that he wouldn't have to choke in the playoffs every year with Lamar anymore. Hey, coach of the MVP, good for the resume. Congratulations on the MVP trophy, Lamar. Only one person can do that. But, yeah, he did choke in the playoffs this year. No doubt. I'm hating on Lamar, not T. So, Ronnie Garner. We know how much he has impacted the defensive line play for Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's defense obviously was better than Tennessee's offense this past year. Tennessee's defensive line was very productive. Um, Getting to the quarterback, creating TFLs, taking up for an offense that took several steps back. And there's multiple reasons for that. So I understand folks looking at Rodney Garner and saying, man, we cannot lose Rodney Garner. I saw one tweet was like, boosters, do whatever you got to do. Damn, what? You want the boosters to do everything? You want the boosters to, to fund the collective? You want the boosters to pay for the coaches? Well, we, we love telling other people what to do with their money. And if Rodney Garner goes to Auburn, it's not going to be because of money for his salary. Like, he has his daughters. He's going to school at the University of Tennessee. He likes Knoxville. But he's going to retire at some point. And when he does that, he's going to be in Auburn during his retirement. And so you look at the dynamics of that room, you have Chop, Harbin, you have Robert Ayers, and Chop has done a great job recruiting, like a great job. You can say that Chop has done a better job recruiting as an off-the-field coach than half of the coaches who are coaching on the field. Yep. You have a guy in Robert Ayers who's played at the highest level. He is not polished when it comes to coaching and teaching like a Rodney Garner. But you have those two guys there. I look at how coaches are leaving college football. Nick Saban retired. Head coaches are going to the NFL to be coordinators. 
Chip Kelly probably should have been fired at the end of the season this past year. Wasn't fired. Now he is trying to get to the NFL. Did not work, though. So now he is coming back, and it's all weird for him. Think about all the assistants out here that are close to retirement age. Think about it. But think about all the coaches out here that have multiple years under their belt. If you got Nick Saban retiring, you got head coaches going to the NFL. It's not crazy to think that you're going to have the assistant coaches retire. And so if that's something that Rodney Garner does, or if he goes to Auburn and finishes out his career there, then, hey, I get it. I understand. But I think Tennessee, from that position, um, is, is equipped to kind of carry the torch. I'm not sitting here saying that it would be a significant impact and that I want Rodney Garner not to be here. Definitely want Rodney Garner to be here. But I'm just not going to freak out like everybody else about it. I'm just not. Um, I think Tennessee did a really good job um, addressing recruiting by bringing in Steven Rusick, who has been on campus, been working, but he's working with the recruiting office, working inside the recruiting office. Helping with roster management. You guys over there, 247, had uh, mentioned that. But that's that's the focus, man. Recruit, recruit, recruit. And I think coaches that have been in this game for a long time, recruiting today, man, yo, it's different. It's different and it's difficult. And I don't know who gets excited about if you've been coaching 30 years, how do you get excited about coaching in today's landscape? And it's not easy, but Tennessee did a really good job bringing in uh Rusick Ben and ties to Georgia. Here's a good dude, hard worker. Um, you go and look at his, his profile. A lot of love for a young, up-and-coming star in this game. 247 had him 2022, 2023, 2000, excuse me, 2002, goodness, 2022, 2023, 247 sports, 30 under 30. And on three sports, rising star. 2021, the athletic called him the best in recruiting. So, I mean, this, those are three outlets, a lot of credibility. Showing some love to a Tennessee staff member added to the recruiting office. So that is huge for, for Tennessee. Very significant. 
It, it absolutely is. Uh, it, it, to me, it just strengthens your ties to locations outside of the state of Tennessee. Uh, obviously, in-state recruiting is always going to be very important. And nowadays, you, you can build a class off of the talent inside the state. It's it's not it's not what it was in the nineties and two thousands and maybe even when when Butch took over as well the the mid teens uh, when you had Jalen Hurd and Vic Wharton and Rashawn Galden and, and guys like that 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 to me is when I kind of remember the talent in the state really really picking up. It, it seemed like there were multiple handfuls of, of guys each year that are that were very worthy of, of playing in the SEC, whereas that wasn't always the case. And, and Tennessee had to dip into Georgia, be successful in the Atlanta area. How, how many Vols on those great 90s and early 2000s teams and, and guys that you played with, Swain, are from the Atlanta area or are from Georgia? And, and not just Georgia, but uh, the, the Carolinas, um, dipping into Mississippi, Alabama, you, you kind of had you you had to have your toe in everywhere. Uh, Virginia, uh, up north, a, a little bit, and uh, now you don't have to do that as much. But it's still important to make sure that you have ties uh, to to a lot of different places outside of just Tennessee. And I, I think that's the significance of of this move is is that he appears to be very talented, very skilled at what he does, generally speaking, but he has ties elsewhere that, that can really strengthen Tennessee's ties elsewhere outside of the state um, to to really round out Tennessee's recruiting class. I, I think going back to my point about the in-state talent taking a big step forward recently, that, that can be the core of your class each and every year, but you're going to have to dip into the bordering states, as I mentioned, in order to really round out the class in an exceptional way. And, and I think that he helps strengthen those ties around the state of Tennessee, which is very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that's what my focus is, young man. Recruiting. Recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. Closing the gap. Soon as possible. That's what it's about, man. Closing the gap. And Tennessee's been, I think, on it. Just communicating. Yeah, other schools trying to use the investigation to negative recruit. And I don't think it's gonna have the same impact as it did before. Um, but you just never know, man. Yeah. It, it only takes one person to believe some nonsense. And that may be the one person you need to get over the hump. So you have to cross every T and dot every I if if you can, if you're Tennessee. 865-255-03. Rodney, uh, with the news of Rodney Garner going to the barn, how does that affect Tennessee's chances with Utley? Listen, I haven't heard he was going to Auburn. I just know Auburn needs a defensive line coach. I know Auburn has targeted Rodney Garner. Um, I know Rodney has a tough decision to make. Uh, not sure if he has made it 100% or not. I will mention the fact that ain't signing day soon, Ben? 
tomorrow. Hmm. How many times have we seen coaches make moves after signing days or make decisions after signing day? Right or wrong, we saw that early signing period where uh, a coach the day after left a school. So it happens every year. It'll not when I say this, I'm not talking about Tennessee, but there will be coaches around the country that leave within within the month of February after signing day, whether yeah, it be to it happens. to take in a It happens. Get being back in here, man. I don't, some weird stuff going on here with the, with the technology this morning. But we see coaches all the time leave. As soon as signs day is over, they leave. And I, I'm not a big fan of that. I think it's a little... Think it's a little sneaky. I don't think it's right. But I I get it. And so tomorrow I think is is a significant date for Answers with with Coach Garner. So I've heard anything about him going to Auburn happening. I just know that he has some pretty strong roots in Auburn. Um, I know that that's where he's going to go more than likely when he's retired. Uh, I know his kids are here. Um, he played at Auburn. He's making a lot of money here. He is going to make a lot of money wherever he goes because he commands that that dollar amount. So I think it's too early to say that right now about him him going to Auburn. I, I think it's easy to just to assume like, oh yeah, he played there, he's from there, like oh yeah, he's going back if they need him. Well, I don't know. His daughters are here. Last time I checked, daughters were happy. I think that's important to note. I think it's very important. I think it's very significant. But I think Tennessee got some some guys who are not Rodney, by the way. But if there was one move made internally that made more sense than all the other internal Promotions hype was made, it would be chop. It'd be chopping Robert Harris. It'd be those two dudes. So I think Chop is, is ready for an opportunity to be an on field coach with how he recruits, how he communicates. Uh, he has not gotten the credit I think he deserves on this staff. So, I just understand how the NIL stuff is 
hot mess and it's driving good coaches out the game. And I look at coaches that have been doing this for a very long time and been doing it one way for a very, very long time. And I'll make look at those the older coaches, head coaches, coordinators, assistants, and Rodney just kind of fits that description uh, for me. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Swain event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Right back. You're listening to the Swain event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. Fellas, it's a new year. Low T Center can make it a great one. If you've been feeling tired and grumpy, have noticed a lack of motivation and drive, you may have low T. Low testosterone levels can cause weight gain, loss of muscle mass, and so much more. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels tested. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. And with their on-site lab, you'll get your results back in about 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. Go Vols 247, I'm Jason Swain. It's amazing. Amazing how technology. Any given day, just wants to do what he wants. Makes no sense. How, how is the... How, how are you hardwired in? Internet. Makes a little decision that it doesn't want to do what it's supposed to do, but works better when you unplug. That don't make any sense. That don't make sense. That don't make sense at all. But whatever. We here. For those that are watching, apologize that your uh, viewing experience was interrupted, but we are back up. For those listening on, on the uh, on the app should have not been any any issues there but we good we got Ben McKee go Vols 247 uh, with us we are right here on the Betty, she- Betty Chevrolet text box this morning so if you're looking for a Tahoe a Suburban Betty Chevrolet have a record number of Tahoes and Suburbans in stock 
1.9 APR on Equinox's Blazer Silverados. Buy with confidence with the Beatty Warranty for Life. Shop there on Parkside Drive or go online, BeattyChevrolet.com, home of the Beatty Chevrolet Warranty for Life. Again, owned and operated for over 90 years, ladies and gentlemen. 90 years. Uh, also, Conyers. oh, sorry. Real quick, real quick. Want to encourage our great listeners to reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty for all of their real estate needs. She she wanted me to pass along a shout out this morning, uh, thanks to the Swain Event family members who she has talked to over the last couple of weeks, who have trusted her to discuss their real estate needs. Uh, she's meeting with some of the Swain Event family on Friday to look at homes. And uh, she is ready to negotiate with her Tobe Awaka eyes if necessary. Oh my so uh, th- th- there have been several members of the Swain Event family who have trusted Jennifer Morris with their real estate needs, including myself. I am closing on a home and moving later this month because of a seamless process, courtesy of Jennifer and all the great work that she does. So I, along with Several other members of the Swain Event family trust Jennifer Morris, and you should too, because she will also get in somebody's face like she's Tobey Awaka if she needs to. Will she let somebody kiss her in the lips? Like what Toby did too? Uh, there, 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 there's a particular baseball coach in town that, that I think that she she, she might, but uh, I, I keep my comments to myself. Like, Aaron Bradshaw, bro, you, you too close, man. Like, you you can get in somebody's face without kissing them, man. I mean, well, I that that replay looked like he corner. did it on purpose, too. Yeah, I know Valentine's Day is around the corner, but I, I, I don't think kissing the opponent is a great intimidation tactic there. But Probably a good thing that Tennessee is playing Arkansas on Valentine's Day this year. I'm going back to the text box. Uh, bite from Conyers to questions. Do you know if the NCAA has had any communication with Nico or his lawyer or any other players? Um, I do not know that. I do know that everyone is quiet. Quiet, quiet. So, um, if you are Spire or Nico or like, it's Donnie said what she said, Danny said what he said, but now it's time to let the lawyers lawyer. And that means, folks, stay your ass away from Greensville. If you want to help, you want to support, go to the fall club and support that way. That's that's the best way you can support. Don't need a fall walk. Don't need to be tailgating. <laughs> Greenville, none of that. None of that. Uh, the temporary restraining order. What would what would that do if Tennessee wins? Uh, that would essentially make recruiting a player pay for play or inducements. It would make it make it legal. Like even though the NCAA a little murky on on the NIL rules, but it would it would make inducing a player out of high school legal, and no one would get in trouble. That's that's where we where we will be. Significant development happened yesterday, and that is the National Labor Relations Board 
uh, regional official. They ruled yesterday that uh, Dartmouth, the basketball players, are employees of the school, clearing the way for an election that will create the first labor union for NCAA athletes. This is according to ESPN.com. The entire team of the Benz basketball team, uh, they signed a petition in September asking to join local uh, 560 of the Service Employees International Union which already represents some of the other employees at the Ivy League school in New Hampshire. And so what does this mean? Um, if Dartmouth is able to do this, it opens up possibilities for this happening uh, across, across college sports. I mean, the solution to this mess set by a lot of people would be to make – student athletes employees and we know why we're here right it's football and his this is the problem the ncaa has because they don't want that because it eliminates them but they don't want collectives they're trying to get rid of collectives and making athletes employees would get rid of collectives but it also would get rid of them <laughs> so over the next five to six months Man, college football may look totally different. May look totally different. We saw Big Ten, SEC, um, working together. Not officially joining, although there's been some conversation about it's time to think about doing that and just make it a collegiate NFL model. Just, just... Everybody's getting on in the boat. One big super conference. Here's your contract. If you want to transfer, let's put the proper language in your contract to allow you to do that, pay your money back, whatever. But we've seen over the last week events happen that is going to lead us to a different-looking college football. And, uh, you know, I feel for the the fans that love college football, fell in love with college football because they thought it was pure. And they thought it was not about the money. It's been about the money for decades. But there was this shield of this facade that many of us bought into. And now the cat's out the bag. Um, players are picking school solely because of money. Players deciding when they're going to play, when they're not going to play, when they want to practice, when they're not going to practice. Um, and, and coaches have less power than they ever had. And that's why I think you see dudes like Nick Saban getting out the game. I think that's why you're seeing head coaches leave and try to go to the pros. And there's a long line of college coaches trying to get into the door of the NFL. They knocking. But there's not enough seats. Not enough seats. 
865-255-03. Let's get to the phones this morning. Good morning. I was wondering, uh, asking for a friend, what's the uh, the tailgate information for Greenville? Uh, that event has been canceled. <laughs> the the event that has replaced that is a website party <laughs> that you go to, and the website is called thevolunteerclub.com. It's the website party. <laughs> hey, you, you, go. hey you, you, you ain't never seen a, gr- uh, a larger group of people that would show up for that. Man, it would, it would be so embarrassing. You know, you know what the worst and the best thing that ever happened, Tennessee fans, was shit on Sunday. Cause, yeah, because we, we didn't have Shiano as the head coach, which is a good thing, right? I think yeah. we can all agree that that will have not worked out. He will he is not a fit for Tennessee. But what it also did was make fans believe they can do anything and show up at the courthouse of a federal federal business and tailgate and have a vol walk. You better stop it. People people doing uh, keg stands and beer pong in the parking lot of a courthouse. This is not that party. Do you remember when uh, Chad Johnson was dealing with his legal I- issues and he was in jail and um, he was standing before the court and he's about to get parole and he tapped his lawyer on the backside, gave him an attaboy for doing a good job and the judge did not see it, but People in the courtroom laughed, and yeah. it pissed the judge off so much that she sent Chad Johnson back to jail. Yep, that needs to be a sign, folks. This ain't a party. <laughs> this is like this is not a game. You can't make a mockery of the courtroom. So no, just stay, but stay at I, home. I tell you what, I get on really the website, the I've really enjoyed following uh, Tom Mars oh my and just to kind of get his legal perspective on everything because I had no idea the NCAA president made that statement. It's over, ain't it? It has to be. Well, there's something about the NCAA is coming back on Tennessee regarding a state law. I don't quite know what it is that supposedly prevents the players from being able to get money, at least high school players. I haven't, I haven't looked into it. I don't know what it is, but that, that is one thing that the NCAA has brought up. Huh? I have not seen that. one. Yeah. I, I saw a blurb on it the other day and that was, that was kind of what the NCAA is wanting to hang their case on is, that state law. I don't know specifically what it is. I, you know, I don't know the language in it. How do players get paid? NIL. I, I, in, in like I said, I, I don't know what it says, so I can't really comment on it. Like I, I saw a ad for a high school basketball team in um, in Middle Tennessee. What? I, I won't say Middle Tennessee, but um, toward Chattanooga, that the whole basketball team was getting a uh, NIL deal with the local business. Like 
Yeah, it's, it's I mean it's legal in the state of Tennessee. So I don't know. I'd look at I'd look into that. But uh you mentioned Tom Mars tweet and one that stands out and he's had plenty over the last couple of uh, days, but the one from yesterday at eleven has Charlie Baker um looks like doing an interview and CBSnews.com and it quotes Charlie Baker saying NCAA president calls for national NIL regulation. Right now, there are no rules. Yep. Interview with Chuck Todd. So you can't. You can't go back on that. (laughs) Like you said, there are no rules, but you're trying to enforce rules that you don't even have that you admitted that you don't have. So, yep. Oh, boy. One other thing. uh, You mentioned the uh, Dartmouth case or with the uh, NLRB, mm-hmm. the deal with that was is that Dartmouth is a private institution. So there, that's why the NLRB made that ruling. It, had it been a public institution like the University of Tennessee, it would have gone completely different. There's, there's a private institution inside the SEC. I wonder... I wonder. I doubt it, but there's other private institutions around college football, around college athletics. I wonder if this ruling there with Dartmouth is going to influence others. Right. And that was, that was the indication that, you know, the Ivy league schools are private institutions. So this is, you know, this is not a big deal to fold them into the NLRB, but schools like, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, their land-grant public institutions, they would not be included in that. Man. Things are changing, Volstorm. I know it. Things are changing. Like it or not, uh, it's changing. Before I go, uh, shout-out to Ben for for standing up for the the national anthem the other night, the Kentucky game. See you, boys! This show is um, is something. You set yourself up. You set yourself up for that one, Ben. Well, it, it makes it easier to stand up when I haven't had to learn to walk two or three times. Oh boy! Oh boy! Paul says Nico's contract is governed by California law, so Tennessee law shouldn't apply. Yeah, um, yeah. State of California allowed high school players to be to be uh, paid. They were the first state actually and so um spire knew what they were doing have receipts they are prepared nelson for jackson swain you remember the mob outside the hospital and water boy that's about to be our fans no it's not about to be our fans because we're not doing that in greenville y'all stay at home you're getting on the website the volunteerclub.com and you're showing your support there you, you know somebody's sh- going to show up. You can uh, hopefully just one or two. And they well, realize you better hope it's not the wrong one or two. And they realize, oh, this is stupid. Let me go back home. Go to the mm-hmm. website. You can shop. You can go sign up for memberships. That's the best way to support Tennessee athletics right now, folks. Or if you want to 
donate straight to the university, be part of the shareholder society, you can do that too. Those are the two ways you can help. Not going to Greenville, okay? Two ways, volunteer club or donate straight to the university. That's the only two ways. And cheering when Tennessee's playing. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. This is Mike from Conyers. What's up, Mike? Hey, I think uh, what Ballstorm was referring to, and I saw the same thing the other day, um, was the one point supposedly that the NCAA made, you know, in their back and forth with Tennessee, that was maybe a, a good point, um, supposedly, is that w- within the Tennessee NIL laws, um, there is a, um, a particular item which says there uh, you cannot use um, NIL uh, contracts as inducements for recruiting. And I think that's what they're kind of hanging their hat on a little bit. But anyway, that's at least that was my understanding what what that item was. Yeah, um, that's that's weird because I've seen tweets from Tom Mars um, over the last couple of days, and one of them was like, "You want players and you want coaches to sign up for a job and not know what the compensation is beforehand? Like that just makes no sense." Exactly. That well, makes I mean, no that's sense. why it's not workable and i it makes me wonder if even state laws could be challenged along those lines it's like you know these aren't even constitutional but um i guess we'll find out by the way i just wanted to mention that you know after don de plowman referenced the uh, ncaa versus alston case i actually pulled it up and i thought okay this is going to be pretty dry reading but i wanted to understand what you know what the alston case was about <clears throat> but in reading it it's actually kind of entertaining the first portion of it delves back through the whole history of money and college athletics and my oh my i mean i didn't realize how pervasive it was i mean I, I it was really the wild west back in the late 1800s and into the early part of the 20th century but i mean it it went on and on all the way through the 30s 40s 50s i mean it's um yeah it, it's not nearly as pure as the driven snow as a lot of people might like to think it's been it's been there all along and uh they've been trying to grapple with it for for decades and decades but anyway i'm gonna hang up and uh, always enjoy the show guys hey thank you appreciate the phone call mike take a look at the text box nelson stop instigating joan virginia mo couch is a great example of the ncaa not caring about athletes yeah mo couch got into some ncaa uh issues but that was when uh, Willie McGarza was being reckless with the with the whole wire transfer. I couldn't imagine being Eric Musselman right now. And dealing with what he's dealing with right now. And you know, rumors are flying, swirling around the Arkansas program about, you know, some relations inside of the locker room. Guys stepping away from, you know, the team. Again, there are rumors. And guys stepping away from the team. It sure made people believe it's more than just a rumor. But still, like, that is, uh, that is something. And, and there hasn't been a single denial 
by any player, coach, basketball representative, spokesperson. Very interesting situation in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, we've seen... I know folks really don't want to touch this topic. They really don't want to. Because you, you just don't you just don't know what you can say, what you can't say without getting canceled today. So I get it. I understand. We have seen situations like this happen in uh, other locker rooms uh, before. Um, in the women's game. And like we heard about it. It's documented. Not to say that this hasn't happened before in the men's game, but this is the first time it's gotten out. Uh, information has gotten out. And so I don't care what your preference is. It's hard to have a normal team dynamic when you got romance in the, in the locker room, men or women. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It's just, that's just, that's just tough, man. So I ain't never heard anything like it before. Um, if I'm Eric Musselman, man, I, I, I don't know how you handle it, but I don't think anybody's feeling bad for Eric Musselman. It's not like he's the most liked coach in the league anyways. Um, so I think there's a lot of other programs that are using this opportunity to run up the score on Arkansas and Eric Musselman when they have a chance. That's all I got about that. 865-255-03. Uh, we discussed a little bit about Rodney Garner and in Auburn. I have not heard that that was something that he is going to do. I would understand if he went to Auburn. That's where he played. I want to say he has a home there still. And NIL is a mess. I would get it. I would understand. We have seen... For those who are just joining us, we have seen coaches either solidify their place where they currently are after signing day, and we've seen coaches leave after signing day. So what I'm doing is I got my eyes wide open tomorrow, even though Tennessee is not expected to have a ton of movement on signing day. But it is signing day, and I want to see what Coach Garner does um, in the next 48 hours. That's what I want to see. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Y'all are messing on this text box. I can't even get to the to the serious comments because y'all got jokes. I'm trying to sift through the good stuff here. J 
Chapin asked about my uh, thoughts on the hire, uh, Stephen uh, Rusick. How much of an impact just for the tennis for Tennessee, knowing that he has uh, connections in Georgia? I think it's big time. There's been some some moves made in the last week or so. I mean, Trey Johnson now taking over. Um, you bring in you know, Rusick's uh, here, and there is a clear understanding of what we need to do in a recruiting space to take the next jump. So all the recruiting conversations we've had over the last couple of months, Ben, even though Tennessee has done a good job, I feel like he still wasn't good enough. And I was afraid that it would come off as, as negative, but it's just the truth. And I think what the moves that Tennessee has made confirms what I've been saying, what needs to be done in order to take that next step. So two things can be true. You can do a good job, but still needing to do a better job. And I think that's where we are right now with, with recruiting. And uh, there's a lot of other schools that, that can say the same. And there's a lot of other schools that have taken that approach with how they have tr- recruited from the transfer portal. Uh, Ohio State, Texas, Oregon, Ole Miss, and these are all programs that I would say we all expect to be one of those top 12 teams or in the running to be one of those top 12 teams in a college football playoff. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Boy, I ain't got no dang sense on this text box. Ben, all you doing is just reading the text box over there, trying to hold in your, 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 your giggles. Yes, I mean I, I can read the comments. If no, you like. no, 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 no. Nelson says I get signed day is not what it used to be, but I'm sh- uh, I sure miss those signed day events. Yeah, man, I do too. I do too. Oh, you can you, you can tune in and listen to Josh and Swain from twelve to three tomorrow to, to, to celebrate those memories, Nelson. It ain't the same. It ain't the same, man. We get those surprises. When you know it's between you and another school and the players announcing where he's going to go at a certain time and he picks your school on live TV, like that ain't no replacing that, man. Ain't no replacing that. At all. I missed that. Uh, Mike says, I think one thing that's impressive with potentially basketball this year is they have not had a single double-digit loss. No, man, this is... This is this is a good basketball team, y'all. Like, I know you feel like you've heard this every year. And you feel like you've been let down late in the season. But, like, this basketball team is different. That doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Final Four, the Elite Eight, or win the championship. But I think a lot of teams have weaknesses. And Tennessee certainly has theirs. But, like, 
guys, they have all the tools to go win it. They got three-point shooting. They got ball handling. They got a post presence. They got defense. They got a closer. And don't connect. And I'm sure glad Don Connect got some help on Saturday. Didn't have to do it all. You know how Don Connect, you know how special he has been over the last couple of weeks? He's been so special, Ben, that 16 points versus Kentucky at Rupp is an off night. 16 points. Two buckets away from 20 is an off night. That's how great Don Connect has been. I've seen players end up on all conference teams after 16 points per game. Man, 16 points is good. Very good. It's, it's out of this conference. What do you know about, about LSU going on the road and then um, playing it? LSU at home, excuse me, and then going on the road Saturday against Texas A&M, which will be a physical basketball game that uh, probably mirrors Tennessee more than any other, other team in the league. When you look at uh, just, the, just the toughness and the physicality, you look, you look at Mississippi State, you look at A&M. A&M is, is no team close to where they were a year or two ago, but like they still have the same coach, they still have the same principles, and they're still tough um, at, at home. So how are you looking at these next two games, man? I'm, I'm looking at the next two, like I'm looking at the next six, quite frankly, and uh, that that these, if Tennessee wants to win the regular season championship, you've got to win the next six. And uh, th- that, that would be a, a very impressive thing to do uh, because you do have a home and home with Texas A&M within the next six. And uh, Texas A&M is going to be a, a very tough team. Thought you hit the nail on the head. They're not as good as South Carolina, but they are similar to South Carolina. And uh, when you go to College Station this weekend, a night game coming in as the number six team in the country, top five, top ten team, A&M's going to be waiting on you. Not only the team, but the atmosphere, I I think, as well. It it won't be rough or anything like that, but I I think A&M fans really like Buzz Williams. Uh, when, When I turn on their games at night, uh, the environment seems to to be pretty good, and and that's a funky road trip. I guess the team gets to fly straight into College Station. Uh, us peasants typically have to fly into Dallas or Houston, and then either drive over or catch another flight to College Station. But yeah. uh, that that'll be a tough game. But it, it's one that Tennessee, I think, should still win. Tennessee's just a better team than Texas A and M. And uh, other than that, I mean, Arkansas and Missouri, those are away games, but those two teams are really, really bad right now. You should win those. You play Vanderbilt at home, you should win that one. Uh, and then LSU wins the, Wednesday night, you should win that one at home as well. And uh, LSU isn't uh, a bad team, but I also don't know that they're a good team. I, I just think they're very average at best, uh, and their numbers somewhat reflect that. And, and then rounding out the next six, you have Texas A&M at your place on uh, February 24th before you enter a four-game gauntlet to end the regular season uh, when you play Auburn at home, at Alabama, at South Carolina, Kentucky at home. Th- those are your last four 
And if if you want to go in to those last four uh, in the driver's seat to win the SEC regular season championship, I think you have to go six and zero in in your next six, five and one at minimum. And uh, that that be one bad. loss, I think, better be A and M in College Station. And you got and you got to beat Bama. Like you can't you can't lose a Bama. No, but I, I was saying going into that final four okay. stretch, okay. like you these next six, you got to stack wins. Yeah. That that that's kind of my mindset about this team going into this week is you you, you got to handle LSU and A and M will be difficult on Saturday, but it, it's still if you want to win the SEC regular season championship, if you want to truly solidify yourself as a possible number one seed, you you just got to win, even if it is a, a difficult challenge. Uh, so th- th- these are very six winnable games coming up to to propel you into that four game gauntlet to end the regular season when you do play at Alabama. When you play at South Carolina, which now all of a sudden looks really, really tough, and yeah. with the way South Carolina keeps winning, that could has have as much implications on the SEC champion as the Alabama game or the Auburn game or the Kentucky game, and and you didn't necessarily expect that coming into the season. So, uh, the, that that's kind of my mindset going into the week. Uh, LSU, very, very average team, as as I just mentioned, they're 80th in, in Ken Palm. Uh, they've had some ugly nights. They've had some okay nights. Uh, they, they did win at Texas A&M uh, in the first game of, of conference play, uh, but I think that A&M team looks different today. They, they won by 15 in College Station. But other than that, they, they've beat Vanderbilt at mm-hmm. home, Ole Miss at home, and Arkansas at home. Alabama blew them out of the water. Uh, Georgia beat them. A&M beat them a second time, and, and then Auburn blew them out of the water as well. So they're, they're better defensively than they are offensively. They're 97th in Ken Palm in offense, 61st in, in defense. Uh, so it, it, it's a game that that really shouldn't give Tennessee issues uh, on its home court. They, they just had the Will Baker guy, seven foot forward, pop off this past weekend. Uh, they have Jordan Wright, the former Vanderbilt guard that, that I really liked while he was at Vanderbilt. And then uh, Jalen Cook is the one that can really get cooking for LSU offensively there. And and again, that, that's still a game that Tennessee should win pretty handedly. And then uh, then you're off to A&M to, to face a feisty A&M team. I, I love watching Wade Taylor, the fourth, play basketball. Uh, he was the preseason SEC player of the year. Uh, and then also I, I love watching Tyrese Boots Radford play. And, and he really had it. Had it going this past weekend. His boots were were laced up and tied all the way up, and he was ready for business and uh, scored twenty six against Florida this past weekend. So, so they've got they're a little banged up right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Henry Coleman kid who transferred from Duke and was really good for them last year. I don't I don't believe that he's playing right now, dealing with an injury, or he just came back. Uh, but if if you can slow down Tyrese Radford and, and Wade Taylor the fourth, then then you're going to have a really good chance of winning on Saturday night. Yeah. Um... That's good for, I think Tennessee's post postman, um, and them being without their their star post player, because he is he is physical, and I remember him um, from last year. I want to say. Henry Coleman. Big physical post player. He's he's tough. So it looks like he did play 
on uh, on Saturday, but uh, did not score any points. If I'm looking at this box score on Ken Palm correctly, yeah, six to eight, two two forty five. He did not play fifteen minutes against Florida. Uh, he been playing a little bit. Played twenty two minutes against Ole Miss uh, on twenty seventh, and he played twenty six minutes against Missouri, uh, but hasn't. Hasn't been as effective as you know he was last year, so the injury certainly has you know impacted him. But if you're Tennessee, you already know how this goes, right? Expect his best. Yep he'll he'll uh, <laughs> he'll be fully healed. It looks like he's been playing for the last several weeks, but it's it, based off of his numbers. It looks like that. I believe it was a knee injury of sorts. Uh, it looks like it's really bothering him, but they, they go as their guards go. They, they go as their guards go. They're, they're tough nosed. Um, I, 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 Buzz Williams is one of my favorite coaches. I, I, I love what what Buzz is is about. I, I love his personality. I, I love how tough nosed he is. Uh, I think he's a good personality for the league. He he, he can kind of rub you the, the wrong way if you're an opposing fan base. You love you love how he allegedly was in part of that uh, Dintendo snitching operation. Yeah, because we ended up with Rick Barnes. I'm going to the phones. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Good morning. Morning, Swaino. Good morning. Good morning, Big Ben. Good morning, Big just lit, me up, uh, just lit up a loving money here on the microphone for you because I'm coming like that little Wayne, son. I got that fire, son. All right. What you got? I believe a wise, very, very wise, highly intelligent and, and handsome, handsome man called in last week hmm. and asked if Tennessee would overlook South Carolina to prepare for the game for the Mildcats, for old Calamari down there in the boot hills of Kentucky. And it seems that it played out in that very scenario, wouldn't you think, boys? Yeah, it, it certainly seemed like Tennessee overlooked South Carolina. I don't like saying that because it takes away from South Carolina's win, but they did not look good in that one. The only thing that looked good was the tasty pastry, my man, and he come out and had a slow game, and I am tickled to death for Josiah Jordan James to finally come out of his shell and do what everybody knowed he could do. Uh, but man, sir, 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 you, you still call it Don't Connect? What? The Tasty Pastry. Tasty? This is not Arkansas basketball. Like but T-A-S-T-Y. <laughs> Come in there, Ben. The, I mean, we can't call Golly, it. Golly, Bill, Ben off the top rope. Just when I was going to hit you with a real zinger about, could you not mention something about Auburn one time, Ben, you come in off the top rope and smash one right there. That was a perfect alley-oop if I've ever seen one, my man. War Eagle. Buck Nasty War Eagle. My second point. I'm calling on all volunteer nation right here. I need Dondi Plowman. I need Danny White. I need Coach Hopple. I need Gus's good dime uh, deli. I need Weagles. And I need everybody in the state of Tennessee to do what you've done for Rick Barnes to try to keep Rodney Gardner in this state. 
The man is the holy grail. He is the greatest recruiter that we got. He's the best defensive line coach in the country. And I tell you what, I'm going to start off with my part of it. Rodney, if you're listening, son, come on down to Southland Safari here in Clarksburg, Tennessee. Your night stay is free at the cabin rental. You can come do the tour, bring your family, bring your wife from that godforsaken place down in Alabama. Bring her on up here, and we'll show show her and treat her what a true volunteer nation should do. We're going to show them nothing but love and nothing but support. You just Rodney, just come on, son. Just come on. And that's all I've got to say to Dave boys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, Bud Nasty. I, I don't think there's any way Rodney goes to Auburn now with that pitch. I'm going to ask Dalton today what he thinks about the nickname Tasty Pastry. I would not. He would He would find it funny. It's It's like the time I, I asked for Turkey Man uh, what I asked Jordan Bone what he thought about the Bone Zone. And he liked it. Now, that was different. That was, that different. was a good nickname. That was different. Bone Zone is different because that's his name. His name but is Dalton Bone. already has a nickname, Buck Nasty. Who? Dalton. What's his nickname? The White Mamba. I don't know how I feel about it, man. You know, Kobe ain't with us anymore, so it, it just ain't. If if Jordan McRae can be the Orange Mamba, Dalton Connect can be the White Mamba. Did you hear what I just said? I heard what you just said. I I think if anything, that makes the nickname even more prominent and significant because it it honors Kobe. I mean, it sticks. It sticks. The, the, the tasty pastry does stick. It yes. does, that does not stick at all. But White Mamba does stick. I, I just feel how I feel because Kobe's not with us anymore. And so, like, I, I understand really that. Yeah. that. But if if you're a white basketball player, is there any great, greater nickname than the White Mamba? Baby Bird. No. Huh? The white mom is better than that. Look. Larry Bird was. I'm not saying Dalton's better than Larry Bird. I'm, not, I'm saying. I'm not saying that either. Like I'm, The nickname, the, the white mamba. Yeah. Is, Any color with mamba next to it is great. Green mamba, yellow mamba, red mamba, orange, purple. Like It's still great because it's Kobe. I get it. I get it. Speaking of uh of Mambas, I have a would you rather question for you that I saw on the uh, Instagram. Please would you rather no, no hypothetical questions about Arkansas, okay? What you got? It's not about Arkansas, I promise. All right. What it's it's about Mambas. The the actual snake that is what it's the most poisonous snake in the world, right? Something along those lines. I don't like, know, man. Deadly. The moment it even it's like the moment you look at it in the eyes, just poof, you evaporate. Would you rather be stuck in a mall with, I forget the number of mambas it said in the video, but we'll say 10 mamba snakes in a mall. In Westtown Mall, would you rather be stuck with 10 mambas and you have to survive 24 hours 
or a gorilla. 24 hours in Westtown Mall, you have to survive. Would you rather be stuck in the mall with a gorilla or 10 mambas? Uh, the mall is big. I would take my chances with the mambas. Okay. Uh, that was my initial thought as well. But the person in the video made a great point. You can always see where the gorilla's at. You can see the gorilla coming. The mambas, they'll sneak up on you. And you're done, son. In the snap of a finger. I mean, you could be walking, knowing you, your bald head would be in finish line of Foot Locker, trying on some J's. The Mamba, it may be hiding in the J's. And and boom, you're dead. Bro, I, I don't wear a size 20. You, you, you really got to have some awareness if you're going to deal with the Mambas because they, there's 10 of them and they could be anywhere. All right, Ben, if this is your way to convince me to call Don Connect White Mamba, okay, you succeeded. All right. <laughs> We'll call him White Mamba. My goodness. I'm just saying. My gosh. I know I know you love the the hypothetical questions. This man your favorite. said, come on down to the safari. That'll push Rodney Garner over the top. Stay in Tennessee. My goodness. And what is Wickles? It's Wiggles. Oh man, this show has completely went off the rails. Now today, Weigels has been the the gas station mamba of late with with some of their their nice one liners on Twitter. That's how you do it. Turkey man said, "Where's the plane?" Turkey man said, "Where's the plane?" Say you need the plane. Oh my goodness! All right, Tennessee tonight, LSU tomorrow night. Oh, what's today? Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. I don't even know what day it is. I'm ready for Tennessee basketball to, to play. Wednesday, tomorrow, 7 p.m. at home, LSU, uh, 12 and 9, Tennessee, staring down a number one seed. Got to handle business uh, with the teams right now on the schedule. I mean, this is, you can't get easier than this um, if you're if you're Tennessee. With the schedule that you've already played, you played Kansas. Um, Kansas lost last night in, in overtime versus Kansas State. North Carolina beat the brakes off of uh, Duke. You got Purdue out here still looking good. So you have experienced the gauntlet. No other team in the country can say they've played the amount of competition that you've played. But the next six, Ben. Six and zero, six and zero, six and zero. You 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 gotta go six and zero, in my opinion. Uh, Brian Hunsucker did ask if I think Bracky Lowry will be opening day shortstop. I think it's fifty fifty between him and Christian Moore because of the amount of injuries that they are dealing with at shortstop right now. Um, it, yesterday in the scrimmage, they were fifty fifty working at shortstop. So I think ideally they'd like to keep Simo at second base, um, but there's just so many guys banged up right now. They may not have a, a choice. But both of them looked fine at shortstop yesterday. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens this weekend in the scrimmages. I think that will be very telling on who wins that job. Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical right now. The specials include a free UV light, 
when you purchase select new HVAC systems, HVAC systems, you can get a free whole home surge protection when you buy a new whole home generator, or you can get 50% off a descaler when you buy a new tankless water heater. Those details can be found at happyhealer.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Valentine's season is in the air. You can find your perfect match this month with Hiller. For Ben McKee of Golf Balls 247, who has not been on his best behavior today, I am Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studios. Hope everyone has a blessed day and a great day. Same time on Thursday, talking about hopefully a big orange win over LSU. Peace and love. We are out.